Now, I'm not saying these are like bad people, the anonymity that exists on social media. The experience and the process is much different than these disposable items. I was going to say, say whatever the f*** they want, but the term from Vladimir Roche there. You know, like the video and share it. Otherwise, they're going to think you're a hater because you are. Welcome to the Shelvage Podcast. This is the fourth episode for those that are new, I'm David. I have a passion for kind of classic menswear, in particular, traditional welded footwear. My favorite leather is Shell Cordovan, and I really enjoy like the casual side of menswear, especially denim, hence the name Shelvage, Shell Cordovan and Selvage Denim. I want to give a special thanks to uh, Vladimir Roche from ChasingRider.com. Uh, him and I have been chatting a lot over the last couple of months, and uh, you know, some weeks there there isn't a lot of news out there. Some weeks there aren't a lot of videos being made about menswear. So it kind of limits those topics as to like what I can look at and like either inspire me or, or what I can react to. I'm chatting with him as well as another good friend, Ashwin, who goes by Welded Wear on Instagram and YouTube, kind of gave me a bit of the motivation or the inspiration over the last week to make sure that I did record something for this fourth episode and really do appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, Vladimir as well as Ashwin will join the podcast at some point over the next couple of weeks, next month, as well as a few other folks like uh, Phil Callis from Ashland Leather, hopefully Alberto Suasis that we've uh, did a quick feature of last week and he was in the world championships of shoe patina. If there's anybody else that you're interested in seeing or hearing on the podcast, I would love to to hear who those names are, and uh, you know, I'd love to reach out to them and and kind of learn a bit more about them, and hopefully have them join the podcast for an episode. For today's episode, we're going to start with the shoe snob blog, and I'll bring that up here on the screen for for those that are watching on YouTube. Then we'll take a look at the comment section, and I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of like parlay the comment section into two different parts of this podcast. I'm going to talk about why I think social media has been both like the greatest thing for the menswear community, as well as one of the absolute worst uh, developments in the menswear community. And I want to move into a much more positive topic. What that is, is basically I want to explain like why it is that I have a passion for menswear, traditional footwear, you know, other kind of fine items like cameras. I've got two Leica cameras here and absolutely like huge like photography and, and videography person is that's, that's just as much of the reason why I do kind of create content like this is as the menswear topic is. And, you know, I, it resonates with me, even though it's my own topic, I guess, but it resonates with me because like when I'm watching a video or I'm listening to a podcast, one of the the key like requirements is that whatever that person's passion is, like I have to be able to understand it. Like it, it maybe maybe we don't have to agree on the passion, but like I have to be able to to relate to why that person is passionate about whatever it is that they're talking about. Maybe it's like they're talking about uh, you know, history, like the history of ocean liners is like a channel I've been watching for some reason <laughs> recently, but like just the, the passion and like why that guy is passionate about those ships, the Titanic and about all those other like, you know, ocean liners from like the early 1900s. 
you know, I don't really care what he, it is that he's talking about. I just kind of like relate to the fact that like he really is really, really passionate about that topic. So I wanted to take a few minutes to kind of share what it is about, you know, these items that draws me into them. Before I get too far into that discussion, though, let's take a look at the Shoe Snob blog here. Those first-time listeners and first-time watchers, if you're on YouTube, for the last couple of episodes, I really focused on the, the shoegazing blog from, from Jesper. And uh, I, I really think he does a fantastic job with creating unique content and, and really kind of bringing his own experiences into the content to deliver some incredible value. One of the reasons that I really love the Shoe Snob blog as well is, you know, Justin is, is kind of like a prolific character in the community. And I mean that in like a positive way. He's, you know, somebody that like, if you're in this community, you like know, know who he is. So I want to just take a look at, at a few things here. The first, the first article, I just want to, it's not even an article. It's more of a, a feature from Justin. And it's about this pair of Chelsea boots from Catella Shoemaker, which is Daniel Wiegen. This, in this article, I want to keep calling it an article in this like blog post here. You know, one of the things that, that Justin really like zeroes in on is, is why he appreciates, you know, the, the sculpture of this Chelsea boot. And for those just like listening to this podcast, like this is an extremely sculpted Chelsea boot in a dark brown, like a very like rich, probably like mahogany ish color hatch grain leather. It's a Chelsea boot and it's, it's a bit taller of a Chelsea boot and it still has like the lasts in the boot. And it's just a very, very like clean, elegant, refined piece of footwear that if you didn't know any better, you would, you would think that it's just a piece of art because it, it appears to be very slim, very narrow and almost like too much so for anybody to actually wear. But obviously we know like Daniel Weijin is a, I say Weijin, Weijin, Weijin or Weijin. I don't know. If anybody knows, please let me know. But Daniel is a bespoke shoemaker. He used to be at Gassiano and Gerling. Now he's doing his own thing with Catella Shoemaker. And he's one of the best shoemakers in the world. So like he's crafting this anatomically to really like complement and be like a perfect pairing for this client's foot. I really appreciate this for the same reasons that, that Justin outlines here, where it's just like the lines are like perfect. The boot is a bit taller than like a normal Chelsea boot would be, but for all the right reasons, it, it just looks like it is going to be an extremely elegant piece of footwear. And, you know, it's, it's layers of complexity are like the perfect contrast for how simple a Chelsea boot looks. The Chelsea boot, there's like nothing to the pattern. It's just the boot. And if you don't get the last or the shape or the overall like balance correct, it's, it can go very wrong very quickly, but just everything about this one looks perfect. And I would definitely encourage you guys to check it out. I think it's, I think it's a beautiful shape that, that anyone could definitely appreciate. So I'll, I'll share that, that link in the show notes and, and the description of the video here. The other, the other article blog post, I don't know, is it an article or a blog post? I guess you can let me know about that one too. Two things so far that you have to let me know. Well, three things. Sorry. So that's recap. Three things I'm hoping that you'll let me know here. We got one, who do you want to hear on the podcast? If I do an interview, rather just a conversation, 
Number two, is it Weijin or Weigan? And then uh, number three, are these articles or blog posts? It says article right here. It says article. So I'm going to go with article, but I also would be willing to call it a blog post if everybody agrees that's what it should be called. Back to back to the content, the real content, not just me, you know, rambling on over here. Uh, so this this uh, article blog post, how's that? Is that a happy medium? Article blog post. It's kind of wordy. This article from from Justin is kind of just announcing that the the entries uh, to qualify for the U.S. championships of both shoe shining and shoe patina are now open. This is part of the New York Super Trunk Show on October 14th, 2023. Uh, if you listen to the previous episodes, I you know shared that I was going to be there and I still am going to be there. But this is just kind of announcing that like, you know, the main contest and prizes that they're going to feature during this event, the the qualifications are now open and those that want to enter the shoe shining contest or the shoe patina contest now can. This is the first super trunk show in the States. So the fact that the fact that like they're opening up, you know, the the entries to qualify for these contests, which usually they have like three finalists for each one that gets actually like participate at the event. I'm sure like this kind of like broke down the barriers for a lot of folks in the in the US that have wanted to either like travel to or at least enter one of these contests in the past at one of the super trunk shows in London. And uh, now they finally have the opportunity to. So I'm sure a lot of folks are definitely excited and interested in this. And if that is if that is you, I would definitely encourage you to check this out. Read more than I have about it and then enter into the contest and wish you guys the best of luck for those that that decide to enter. Before I jump into the the comments here, let me preface this with preface the series of comments we're going to look at with uh, a few things. So why why do I think that the uh, that social media is both the best and the worst possible thing that could happen to the menswear community? It's probably obvious to, to most of you, but I'm going to share my opinion on this. So it's definitely the best in the, in the aspect that like, you know, it, it's, you know, it's broken down like the barriers of entry and it's broken down kind of like the gatekeeping of some of the secrets on both sides. So like those that wanted to be a shoemaker, those that wanted to, um, you know, be like a suit maker. You know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even you had to find yourself an apprentice and you had to even get introduced to this topic, you know, just by matter of like your geography. Now, like with the Internet, with social media, obviously, this information is much more broadly available. And folks that are already like experts within this craft have kind of like broken down some of the gatekeeping of the skills and the craft that is like the shoemaking trade or the bespoke suit trade. And it's really kind of like democratized this, this craft, which I think is great because that what that's done is just opened up the doors so that it's kind of lowered the, the price to entry for these handmade goods. And a lot of folks are now being able to access spoke shoots, handmade shoes and bespoke suits that, that probably wouldn't have otherwise had that opportunity. The other aspect of of why it's such a great kind of like revelation is 
the same the same reason that it is for for any online community or you know a way for folks that are kind of like minded to be able to uh, gather and uh, learn um just kind of interact with one another and continue to like strengthen and build the community as a whole myself like you know i i don't really have too many if if any like very kind of like like-minded individuals as far as like how passionate I am about some of these topics in my area, or at least in my kind of like local social circle, but most of it happens online. And without that, like I never really would have been introduced to the community. So I can only imagine how many others that are even in either like more, you know, isolated areas or just, just less like populous areas throughout the world have been exposed to the same kind of like camaraderie around these like, like-minded individuals that have a passion about whether it's cameras, footwear, menswear, or just anything. That's one of the best things that social media has been able to do. I can continue to kind of ramble for a bit or rant for a bit, maybe however you want to look at it about what, what the positives are, but I think probably the negatives are going to be a little more interesting. So we'll talk about that. And I'm going to start with the fact that like, not only has it like broken down some of the gatekeeping of the secrets about like how to, how to invest in menswear, even though you're not really investing, but how to, uh, how to properly like get the most value out of the items that you're buying. It broke down the gatekeeping of allowing people to drop any sense of respect for others. It gave them a sense of security in the anonymity that exists online where they can just act like assholes and say whatever the, the hell they want. I was going to say, say whatever the f they want, but I said, I said, hell, I'll stick with hell. Say, say whatever the heck they want. There we go. We'll keep it PG 13 friendly. Is that PG 13 friendly? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's difficult to, uh, to rationalize like why, why folks do it, but you know, there's, there's definitely probably like a sense of jealousy or I don't know if I, I don't want to say jealousy. What I want to say is like, you know, before I started a YouTube channel or started this podcast, like you see other people doing it and you're like, ah, I wouldn't do that. But like, if I like support that person by like liking and watching all their videos, am I losing because that person's winning, which is kind of a dumb it's just a very dumb perspective, to be honest. Like if you're not in, if you're not doing it, there's no, like the other person isn't winning against you. It's just that they've decided to do something that you don't want to do. And if you want to do it, there's no reason to try and like take away one view from that person, like consume the content, be, be an active member of that community. And then if you want to start doing it, you start making your own videos, start publishing your own podcast. You two can kind of come together and work together. I can somewhat relate to feeling that mindset very early on because it was like, you know, like it's got to be so much work to like set that up. Like I'm not going to do it, but you know, I know more than the person that's making the video now. So I don't feel like I should reward that person by liking their video or commenting on it. I'm just going to ignore it or I'm going to try and like prove them wrong in something that they said. And that, that quickly, like, <laughs> kind of like left my thought process. It, did, it doesn't help the person that's being the hater, taking 
the term from Vladimir Roche there. You know, like the video and share it. Otherwise, they're going to think you're a hater because you are. Everybody going to think that you a hater. For real. Like, it just doesn't make sense. All right. So let me get into the, the comments here and maybe you'll you'll get what it is that I'm talking about. So here's like a perfect example. And I'm going to take my like personal stance out of this out of this like conversation, even though basically what happened is that for those that watch my YouTube channel, I collaborated with a new shoemaker, a new shoe brand out of Dallas, Texas that goes by the name of Tread Heavily Shoes. A gentleman named Ali founded this brand and it's it's based on a collaboration between Tread Heavily Shoes in Dallas, Texas and Fugushin Shoemaker out of Vietnam. Essentially, Fugushin has very little infrastructure that supports the US market. So Tread Heavily Shoes took advantage of that and was like, I can partner with you, Fugushin. We're gonna offer handmade shoes and boots. We're gonna be able to optimize your process a bit to lower the production cost. And uh, I'll be able to secure the leather on my own. And then we'll, we'll be able to sell it for a little bit less if they go directly to you because there's not gonna be that same international shipping, that same language barrier, and kind of the cumbersome process that goes with it. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Fukushin gets a larger market, Tread Heavily Shoes gets to take a bit of the market space, and the folks in the US consumer market get to have access to a handmade shoemaker they otherwise would not. Part of that collaboration between myself and Ali from Tread Heavily Shoes was that I would make a YouTube video and I would write an article that we would publish on the Reddit Goodyear Welt channel. Reddit Goodyear Welt subreddit, 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 subreddit. I don't really, I never really got into Reddit, I think for exactly like this reason, but but we'll see what happens here. And as we're, as we're seeing, you can see on my screen, the article was taken down. And I'm gonna call it an article Again, is it an article or is it a blog post? Is it, well, it's it's actually nothing because it was taken down and nobody can see it anymore except me. But I'm gonna walk you through it. Like essentially it's the same exact thing that I made the video about. It's just a different medium. And it's not me trying to convince anybody that, hey, you gotta go buy these shoes. It's just me saying like, hey, I can relate to the mindset that probably a lot of you can relate to, which is there are so many new shoemakers today. How do you go through the thought process of deciding if they're worth it or not. So I was like, I'm not going to tell you that they're worth it. I'm just going to tell you what what I thought about and how I rationalized whether or not it was worth it to partner with this guy. So I walked through that. At one point, I, I just was like, you know what? It's logical that I've already made this content two weeks ago. That was a YouTube video. So I'm going to link to that. So that way, if somebody would enjoy watching a video that has this content in it, instead of reading this, they could click on that and they could watch it, but no one's going to force them to do that. Clearly, I like mis misjudged the uh, the level of just reasonable reasonableness, the the level of reasonability. I, I know that's not a word, is it? I mean, like, um, instant. When I say instantly, I mean like instantly. The comments just like blew up and it was like, oh my God, this is just a shameless plug so that you can get YouTube video watches. I don't think they said YouTube video watches, but just like, so people can watch your YouTube videos. Then there was some odd comparisons between like Clark shoes and the Goodyear welded shoes from Fugushin, which like 
branched into some weird comp, you know, weird comparison of saying the the machines that are used to make the machine shoes and the handmade shoes are the same machines. When like, come on, it's a handmade shoe. There are no machines. It's just a sewing machine to make the upper. And then, you know, I like try to like reason with the guy and explain it. And he's like, you mean to tell me they don't use a machine to make a handmade shoe? And it's like, I mean, I guess they do for the brands that like lie to you about it, but like, that's not this. So like, what are we talking about right now? It's more so just the amount of like negativity going on in these comments. The individuals like basically didn't in start engaging in their comments in good faith. Now I'm not saying these are like bad people. What I'm saying is like the anonymity that exists on social media enables people to feel comfortable to do this. It's just like nonsense of like negativity and like it was very not unsettling because like, it, it, you know, it's not something that like bothered me. It, it more it bothered me because it it was it forced tread heavily shoes to to have the article taken down so that they they weren't getting the exposure. That's the part that bothered me. The comments don't really bother me because like you can clearly see within like a couple of sentences that like the folks that are on here commenting and like what I'm talking about, we're talking about two different things. So like, I'm not going to get worked up over somebody that's just coming at life from a different perspective. And that's fine. I just didn't like the fact that like, because folks got no other desire than to go out there and just be negative and try and tear stuff down instead of build it up that like Ali from tread heavily shoes had to, you know, see part of this, uh, collaboration get taken down from the website the internet, whatever you want to call this. I think it's called the interwebs. But hopefully Ali is making a bunch of bucks, but he's not going to do it off of this post since they got it taken down. Crazy. Crazy. Maybe, not maybe, I like, I'm, I'm definitely taking it a little bit personal because like it was my post that got taken down. But I, you know, I'd love to hear like your perspectives on it. I'm probably overselling the amount of crazy that went on there, but I, I honestly, I don't think I am, <laughs> but just let me know. And if you were, if you were in the comments there, um, Hey, welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Why, what is it about all this kind of stuff? The, the footwear, the clothes, I don't know, this is t-shirt, but like the clothes, the cameras, like, what is it that I enjoy about those things? All of, all of those items, menswear, traditional like welded leather footwear, um, kind of premium professional cameras, or, or just like enthusiast cameras, like maybe it doesn't have to be a camera, it could be a watch, doesn't matter, whatever. It could be a microphone, cell phone, a computer. It could be any of this stuff, you know? Essentially, you have to be very intentional, both when like buying these items, as well as throughout the lifespan of the items. And what... What do I mean by that? You have to work for it a bit. It's very easy to go with the disposable options to get the the you know the disposable camera to get you know the the suit or to get the shirts and the and jeans that are you know extremely cheap and you don't really give a shit about them. You just throw them in the washer, you throw them in the dryer, you wear them. A couple months later, they fall apart. You throw them out. You go back to that store. You buy the same thing over again. That's easy. It doesn't really take any thought. 
doesn't really take any intentful action before, during, or after you have that item. It's just kind of like a, a mindless cycle of throwing shit away. What I like about this is that you have to really make sure that you have a need or like a use case for the item that you're going to buy because it costs a little bit more. It costs a lot more in some scenarios, but the experience and the process of buying it, maintaining it, and then keeping it for the full lifespan that it's, that it's possible to have is much different than these disposable items. And nine times out of 10, it's the process that I enjoy. So the process of caring for the shoes, the process of breaking in the shoes, the process of those shoes aging over time is what I enjoy. So you have to wear them. You have to actually take care of them. And the same thing with the menswear. You know, it's very easy to buy, you know, a cheap pair of, of jeans or a cheap pair of chinos or dress pants. And then like just once they're once they're kind of done or maybe you just lose them in the house or you just throw them out or whatever, who knows. But when you're investing in a, a more uh, kind of premium or just kind of a, a better build quality of an item, you have to be more intentional about making that purchase because you have to make sure it's going to last that, you know, full lifespan of the item so that you get your value out of it and that it looks the best that it can that entire time. So you have to understand how to store those garments. You have to understand how they should fit, how to buy them so that they fit and aren't going to be like super tight, making you look like a toddler in a Macy's catalog, which I think like probably all of us have done at one point or another. But in reality, like there's a process of buying, there's a process of understanding it, and there's a process of actually enjoying it and caring for it, which far outweighs the expediency of just going for the disposable options of any of those. I'm curious to to hear everyone's thoughts on that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that that perspective probably resonates with a lot of you. Um, it resonates with me because it's my perspective, but I think it would resonate with a lot of you and the folks that it doesn't resonate. I'm probably like more curious to understand like what it is, what it is about your passion for like footwear or menswear that's really like drawn you in. If it's not the process and it's, it's not the, you know, requirement to be more intentional about the purchase, the maintenance, the use, then like, what is it that makes you enjoy these types of items? If you've made it this far into the podcast, really appreciate it. Definitely drop a comment and share like your favorite pair of shoes that you've ever owned. By doing that, along with the shoe emoji, I'll know that you've made it this far and I'll prioritize getting back to your comments. If you didn't make it this far, you're not hearing this, so I'll talk to you next week. I'm just kidding. Like, you can still be here if you're not here right now. I love reading all the comments and hopefully by this time next week, I'm going to set up a voicemail so that folks, if you have a question, you can kind of like call in. Well, not actually call. You just go on the website, click a button, and you record your question. I'll play it back here and then I'll answer it. I think that's pretty cool. Vladimir Roche, uh, he didn't give me the idea, but I saw that he had it and I already had the idea. So I was like, shit, I'm going to get, I'm going to do that too. Don't tell him though. He may have already found out, but yeah, look out for that. Look out for a video I keep teasing you about, but I'm actually in the process of making it. The shoes are right here. It's the side-by-side -side video of Acme, Yearn, and Helen Shoemaker are blazing wonders. Really excited for that. It's something that has taken me a long time, but I think it's worth taking a long time to do that because it should be a reference for like 
not just now, but in the future, if, if folks want to understand the different value propositions at different price points. Really appreciate you guys watching again, listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.